0: Welcome to Small Business, Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. David Johnson Rayner is a director of Koi Sports, a community interest company which organises business networking meetings and gives some of the fees paid by members to grassroots sports clubs. It's a unique enterprise which is making a difference to many people's lives, not just in the UK, but abroad too. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, David. No, it's an
1: absolute pleasure, Liz. Absolute pleasure.
0: Now, you're currently the director of Koi Sport, but let's take you back a bit and tell me something about your background before you came to where you are now.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, so, born in Kent, Maidstone in Kent, um, moved around with my dad's job till we settled in Leicester. Um, from there, um, see schooling and then into um, sales because academia wasn't my thing and I left with very few qualifications. Mm. So I uh, went into sales. Uh, I was too young to do any kind of serious field sales. Uh, so door-to-door canvasser, a an annoying person that knocks on your door, uh, trying to sell you a, a free plan and design on a fully fit kitchen. But I found I was very good at it. Um, and so I made my way into a sales career. Um, give or take four years where I did some admin and that taught me never to work within an office (laughs) five days a week. Um, So yeah, then I got out and about and built a name for myself in sales in different sectors and towards the end of my employed life um, companies would would come along and ask me to um, take over sales areas that were stagnant or failing and I got a bit of a name for myself. That way, um, then it was all about where do I go from there? I hit about 45 and thought, OK, there's got to be more to life than, than working for somebody else. And I love sport and I like the idea of social enterprise. And we set Koi Sports up back in uh, November 2018.
0: So I know Koi Sports is um, a community interest company or a CIC. So for people that aren't familiar with that term, what does that actually mean?
1: would uh, have put it into my terms as far as why I chose the CIC, the Community Interest Company. would probably be a good idea. So uh, I've been all about making profit for my employers over the years. Um, so I can do that within this form of social enterprise. But I am government regulated to reinvest 100% of those profits. So I was playing to my strengths of making profit and sales and account management and you know, people relationships, etc. Um and that's all geared towards making a profit which we can uh, invest back into grassroots sport.
0: Brilliant. So tell me about the the ethos of Koi Sport and the services you provide and, and how you came up with the idea in the first place.
1: Sure, yeah. I mean, when we looked, um, it was myself and a chap called uh, Harinda Rai, sorry, Harminda Rai, lovingly known as Josh. Um, we met talking about something else. Um, Came up with the idea of sports being a great vehicle for um, delivering positive social change. Uh, also, knew having spent some time managing and coaching and running the line for a uh, for my for my son's village team um, that grassroots sport was one of those voluntary sector um, games where you know everybody did it for the love of it, mm. um, and I loved that. I love the fact that people would give up hours of their time to do that. But I also knew they were under-resourced and and not necessarily supported very well, depending on whether you're in a city or um, out in the countryside, rural areas. Um, And I knew that if I could uh, invest my profits uh, from sales into uh, grassroots sports, then I knew that I would be able to positively affect local communities. Because if you take any sports club or organisation at grassroots level, it delivers a um, community service Mm. for people from within villages and towns and cities that would play it. Um, And for those who perhaps weren't or aren't great at um, academia within school, it is a a route in which you can learn many things. And um, the ethos of Koi Sports is to drive commercial investment into grassroots sport. Um, to affect positive social change by being able to get to those people who perhaps can't afford to play, uh, pay the subs and play whatever, whichever sport you know, they might be interested in. Um, so, affordability and accessibility is, is another thing that, that Koi Sports is all about. Uh, but, paramount is the safeguarding side of things. Um, and so, when we look to invest uh, our profits into a grassroots sports club, initiative, or charity, um, then it's of utmost importance that any monies firstly and for, first and foremost go towards you know, the safeguarding side of things. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, um, through a couple of main initiatives, uh, we look to drive investment to support those who uh, potentially could use the grassroots sports sector as, as a way or a pathway, is a good word of describing it, into uh, education and employment. We um, we started off by looking at raising a large amount of money. Um, by large, let's put some context around that. Uh, in 2020, we raised £50,000 for the wow. initiative. Very good. Which was invested into world grassroots sport, funnily enough. It was never intended to be, but that's just the way that it took us. Uh, but that took about 10 months to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and if COVID gave us nothing else, it gave us time to think <laughs> and, and to reflect on on Koi Sports and you know, what we were doing, what we were doing well, what we weren't doing well, but it did give us um, a really good uh, time to sit back and look and we were missing a trick um, and that was smaller but more regular amounts of investment um, that we could put into the sector um, and, and that's the two um, two routes we take to investing. One is taking a longer period of time to, to deliver a, a larger investment or and or um looking at smaller but more regular investments so would you like me to talk to you a little bit about both of those initiatives this because
0: yeah and know. i'd love to know about your um your membership packages and what people get in terms of of networking and donating to sports i know you've got three different levels i think
1: that's correct yeah yeah so um what, we, what we've done very successfully is build a network of what we call uh, unique individuals. Um, and we've been able to build that through networking. So when we, in 2020, uh, looked at building a corporate support network around Koi Sports, we networked ourselves into some key individuals through other people's networks. Um, so when you look at building a corporate support network that way, Uh, It's very easy to start off with to offer that kind of membership package for free. And that's great for a pilot. But once we proved that it worked and once we proved that there was um, benefit for businesses of any size uh, to get involved in potentially paying for membership, then what we were able to do was package a a business benefits um, membership that delivered um, an investment into grassroots sport at the same time. So we run three levels. One's um, Champion, uh, the next is Elite Champion, and the top tier is Elite Champion Pro. So within our membership, we use using the community interest company model where we have to reinvest 100% of our profits. We offer a champion level, which is entry really, um, £120 a year currently, so equivalent to £10 a month. We reinvest £30 of that into the champion's a chosen grassroots sports club initiative or charity. Um, £30 comes to Koi Sports and the remainder then goes to pay for networking um, for those champions uh, at champion level. And that's really a basic package and that's absolutely fine. You know, we, we drive a small amount of um, investment into grassroots sport. You know, does it matter, you know, £30 can pay for um, somebody subs for a month Mm-hmm. Can't afford it, or buy somebody a pair of boots who and can't afford it. You know, smaller amounts of money are, are just as powerful if they're spent in the right way. Um, and then we move to uh, elite champions, and this is where we really start to deliver value for a business that wants to to join us and and work in the way that we do. So that's double the price of a champion, which is two hundred and forty pounds a month. Sorry, two hundred and forty pounds a year, uh, equivalent to twenty pounds a month. But again, we um, reinvest £30 of that into the Grassroots Sports Club initiative, charity of that individual's choosing. Um, £90 of it goes to the Sports Trader Charity, um, a long-established charity that that works across the country to try and engage young people and support young people with uh, certain challenges. Um, an excellent charity, really. I mean, the, the chap that runs it, Lance Haggith, he uh, was awarded the BBC Sports Personality of the Year for Worthy Causes, mm. charitable side of things. Um, and he's a really good chap with a really big heart. And there's lots of things that they do outside of their main aim, which is to open shops, sports shops, sports clothing shops, um, for engaging with young people to get them into employment. Um and, you know, creating a profit which then they can reinvest into things like boxing clubs. Um, I know Lance runs a boxing club for, for young ladies who self-harm. Mm. Again, another power of, of grassroots sport. Being able to divert somebody's attention to something more healthy, both physically and, and mentally. Um, so that's £120. That's half of the membership fee. Um, then £60 of that then pays for two networking events per month. One of them's more of a business group meeting. And we bring in a, a former elite athlete or somebody in and around the sporting world to talk to our members. Um, and the second um, networking event, um, that's really more of a traditional virtual networking um, hour. And so that's breakout rooms and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, £30 again comes to Koi Sports, but the remaining £30 is then uh, used to pay for a an episode in our own podcast um, where we can... Give the business, the elite champion, the opportunity to, to talk about their business, but we also then give an equal amount of time to the grassroots sports club, charity or initiative that they've chosen to receive an in investment of their membership fee. Uh, they can then also talk about their club, and this is where we start marketing the grassroots sports side of things. Um, and we tie the two together by asking the champion why they chose to invest you know, a percentage of their. Their membership fee into that grassroots sports club. And what we're hoping to do there is force long-term relationships but also give people in the business world and grassroots sports sector um, the opportunity to think, okay, well, this could potentially be useful for us. And then we can start to work at building more sustainable relationships between the private sector and the grassroots sports sector. Again, networking. Um, but we then offer that grassroots sports club Charity initiative or a, a representative of free membership. So now we can start to get those grassroots sports sector organisations networking with the private sector, mm. and the private sector networking with the grassroots sports sector. Now all of a sudden you're in the realms of building relationships which can give a business not only marketing um, of their donations from within their membership fees, but also you're looking at corporate social responsibility now. You're looking at being able to prove to your workforce, future recruits, existing clients, potential clients, that to deal with your business isn't all about pocketing profit. It's about creating a profit which pays the bills, pays a profit, a dividend back to a business owner. But we might manufacture, for example, fantastic widgets. But look what we're doing, we're putting money back into the community. And that can be a really powerful tool for business, yeah. if used in the right way. And sport's a great vehicle for that because most people like a sport.
0: It sounds like everybody wins. Absolutely.
1: Well, this, yeah. <laughs> this is what we tried to set out and racked our brains to do was win, 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 win all of the time. Um, and that extends into um, the top tier of our membership, which is Elite Champion Pro. Exactly the same package of benefits that I've just described. But if you do a simple, um, simple, Uh, equation which is the cost of elite champion pro is 500 the cost of an elite champion membership is 240 deduct one from the other you get 260 pounds now we add an extra 40 pounds of our profit to that for that business to then sponsor um, a grassroots sports club Hmm. like a subsidized sponsorship package again trying to encourage businesses to invest in grassroots sports to invest in to local communities and again, an alternative income stream um, at a route to finding a sponsor for Grassroots Sports Club's charities and initiatives. Um, and so that top tier level there is really quite useful for post-COVID still trying to encourage existing sponsors and potential new sponsors to carry on putting that money mm. into local communities through Grassroots Sport. And so, yeah, that win-win-win-win scenario, again, it's there.
0: Um, I, I love the fact that your, your members can choose... Which sports club or team they want to support? What kinds of sports do people support? Is it is it all football or is it more varied?
1: This is what we really good question is actually. We 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 were very very aware that there are big popular sports out there. We were also like football, for example. We were also very very aware that if you don't like football, and if that's where all of the interest is. And you're not going to engage and you're not going to benefit physically or mentally from grassroots sport. So exactly what you mentioned there about the elite champion members, um, sports members being able to choose their grassroots sports um, beneficiary. It's taken us into the world of skateboarding. It's taken us into the world of cheerleading. It's taken us into the world of boxing. It's taken us into the um, world of motor racing. It's taken us into the world of sport, rugby cricket Um, and so giving that choice to the elite champion and knowing that people are very different we do know that we are going to be able to be introduced to and be able to support um, and invest into sports which perhaps people wouldn't consider
0: Mm. Um,
1: so yeah it's, it's it's going really really well and we have some uniquely special people who are elite champions we don't take everybody on there has to be a real drive and a passion for um, building relationships with grassroots sports clubs and supporting them as a business because they're getting to those local communities and delivering that positive social change that ultimately we're after. And we can get to dip people from different walks of life. Somebody who was cheerleading wouldn't necessarily play football. Now you're looking at a different kind of um, audience. So yeah, it's been it's been good fun, and you know it'll be really interesting to see as we move on. Um, you know what other sports or physical activity initiatives come out of the woodwork and yeah really really looking forward to it
0: brilliant so what kind of businesses have have joined have you found you've got a quite a range of people
1: yeah I mean we work uh, nationally locally regionally nationally internationally Um, and a question which is often asked to me is it single sector networking as a membership Uh, and no it can't be if it's that fast you know we wouldn't build a very big network that way um but when you look at the different sectors, it really had there hasn't really been that much crossover at the moment. We've got a really good selection of businesses, um, anything through from um, safeguarding through to accounting, um, through to um, car rental, um, through to uh, marketing, through to sales. There's any number of different businesses that have come to uh, to become part of the Sports. Um, membership and that that creates extreme extremely powerful initiative in itself because now you're being able to offer <laughs> huge benefit within the network for your members, which is why we're selective about who we bring in.
0: Mm-hmm. And so you you said that you um you're not just local or regional, you or even national. You're you're international as well. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah we did. It was really strange. I mean, just casting mind back. Um, or so five minutes, ten minutes or so, we're talking about when we built that bigger amount of investment. When we built that bigger amount of investment, it started off with a pilot in Leicester. Uh, and we wanted to get eight businesses together, together with the council and uh, one of our clients, kick it out with a view to supporting a football academy, as it turned out. Um, looking to offer students within that academy pathways into employment and um, alternative learning outside of football, maths and English. And when we did that, we got together um, very, very... They're within the SME sector, but very, very, again, unique individuals because of our selection process. But what we found was that if you get businesses together and ask them to work to, yes, support that football academy, but also to tackle local issues, um, maybe homelessness, for example, social deprivation, food poverty, that type of thing, you really engage with those employers. They'd like to get involved. Now those businesses, and remember, you know, we're talking maybe one-man bands, you know, small small to medium uh, enterprise businesses. They opened each, each other's networks, so they formed very strong partnerships and they worked with each other. And through opening their own networks, what we found was that that took us with a little help from myself uh, into Brazil. It took us into uh, America, it took us into Kenya, taking us into Uganda. interest from Australia, we have interest from, um, and we're going to soon be working in the Czech Republic. And this all came from just getting a group of like-minded people together who were business owners and asking them to to forget everything else during the time they were with us on that project, because obviously had their businesses to run. But, you know, let's open up networks and let's just see where it takes us. Um, And it was fantastic to watch that unravel. But we are very good at, and I am very good at, being able to guide and steer and add in um, a referral, which you know I can spot the potential for maybe pushing that group forward. And through doing that, that recipe of um, collaboration, um, it paid off. It paid dividends, and we will look to create memberships where we have a presence in those countries, and that's already underway, um, so that we can add more value to our UK, uh, and. Um, let's just say American network because we can now cross network. Once we build that network in the grassroots sports sector within America, doing exactly the same thing reinvestment of membership fees, you build a powerful group over there that can um, mix with a powerful group of people over here or on the African continent or on the European continent. Um, and that just means great value for that £240 or that £120 mm. or that £500. Because we're there behind the scenes driving that, um, and you know we haven't worked um, as hard as we have for the past two and a bit years to let it just stand still. I think it would be successful even in its own in its current format. But I believe if we really push and we really drive with the partners and the contacts that we have, we can make a real difference socially in mm. countries, but add value, which will mean that. Our members will want to renew every year because once they renew, the same process happens again. The reinvestment of their membership fee happens again. Um, but we just want to continually add value for our members because that will attract others and we'll be able to invest more.
0: It sounds like Koi Sports has had a really far-reaching effects, perhaps more than you expected when you started.
1: Absolutely, yeah. We're um, investing in a, an organisation in Kenya, So, that's Football Without Borders, Kenya, um, run by a chap called Georgia Sawyer. Now, he was um, introduced to me by one of our existing members, uh, Nick Inge of of iTrust and Worldly Wise. Um, He asked for a reinvestment of Koi Sports profits um, into Football Without Borders in Kenya. Now, £30 over in Kenya goes a lot further than £30 Mm. here in the UK, and this is again the power of smaller but more regular um, investments and having that strategy in place because as soon as you start going to countries that uh, are well countries your 30 pounds buys a bag of balls
0: yeah <laughs> £30 yeah
1: pounds perhaps wouldn't buy um, a decent football perhaps here in the UK um, and so yeah it's it's nice to know that we are helping to support an organization that engages um, young young children and, and children and adults young adults over in in Kenya to not just remain physically healthy and mentally healthy but part of um, George's business over there is to sustain a community so part of the investment goes into agriculture so now you're actually having a huge social effect on many people and that again shows the power of sport it again shows the power of networking if it's done in the right way and again it shows the power that Koi Sports and, and organizations similar to us can have on you know, affecting people you know, in, in no matter which country
0: it's fantastic I think you know for anybody thank who's you. got an interest in sport or networking or social responsibility or sustainability then koi sports is is for them isn't it
1: absolutely and yes thank you very much <laughs> we'd love to welcome a huge number of members um, at least to the stage where we have the conversation so that we can inform properly put some context around it and and try and figure out in our own heads whether those individuals are right for our network. But it's, yeah, it's a great opportunity to get involved in doing your CSR, uh, marketing your business, because we also market those donations across our social media platforms on behalf of those members. Um, you know, it is a great way for businesses to get involved in the um, right in the roots of local communities and make a real difference. It's not just about giving money, it's also about supporting as well. Um, And yeah, our our members are are very good at doing that because they believe in what it is that we're trying to do. Uh, And we are, that side of the business, absolutely nothing without our champions, nothing. Because those are the people that buy into what we do. And those are the people that drive um, new members to us. And again, if we get a referral, we reinvest more of our profits because we will then go back to that referring member and say, okay, here's another 20 pounds. Where would you like that to go? So we just keep that momentum rolling. Uh, but without them, you know, it would be Dave Johnson, Rayner trying to um, you know, cover the, the whole of the country and, and different countries in the world. You know, and that, that wouldn't happen as much as I wanted it to. Not enough hours in the day.
0: <laughs> so if anyone listening is, is interested in becoming one of your champions, how can they find you?
1: Uh, so social media is a great place. LinkedIn so if you look for David Johnson Rayner, uh, Koi Sports are also on um, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, so you can find us there. But the best way really is to email me. Um, having one of these fancy double-barreled surnames doesn't really help, but there you go. I can't <laughs> help that. Um, so my email address is david dot johnson j o h n s o n hyphen Rainer, rayner r a y n e r. That's N for Norman Rayner. At Koi Sports, K O I S P O R T S dot co UK, or they can just go to our website and look at the Become a Member um, page, and all of the information's there. The e the brochures are there to be downloaded as well.
0: Lovely. Well, thank you very much for joining me. That's been absolutely fascinating. Thank you, Liz. And I wish you the best of luck in growing the network even further.
1: <laughs> thank you, Liz, and uh, I wish you all the best as well. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening to Small Business, Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.